Back to Big Red Birdies with Lindsay Teal and Megan Whitaker on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Big Red Birdies. I am Megan Whitaker here with Lindsay Teal. Um, we are going to talk about recruiting right now, um, our tips after going through it, and um, just actually seeing recruits come in um, throughout our season. Um, if you have any questions, please hit up the Sarder Heyman text line. That is 402-464-5685. So let's just jump right into recruiting. Um, do you want to kind of talk about what you think like the difference is when you're a recruit versus now seeing the other side of it, like how much things have changed, what's important, yeah. less important, because things have definitely changed since we were recruiting and yes. now yes. now being an athlete and watching recruits come through. A lot of rules have changed, a yes. lot of regulations, which I don't even think I know all of them, but um, it's it's such a huge process and it can be very intimidating starting out. I just remember that and I even had to older sisters go through it before me. So I feel like a little bit of that pressure and just that initial starting was kind of taken off because my family already kind of knew how the process worked a little bit at least. Um, but yeah, I get that and how intimidating it can be. And it is just a huge, huge ordeal. And it there's is. a lot to know. There's a lot to kind of figure out as you're going through it. And a lot of this, I feel like people don't really tell you or talk about or even have information for until you're like knee deep in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I would say it's hard because I think there's a fine line of like doing everything you can to get yourself out there and get yourself in front of coaches and play your absolute best. But there's a very fine line between that and like putting way too much pressure on yourself to where it's not even fun anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that's probably the big thing. My biggest takeaway is like make sure you're still finding ways to make golf fun and you're still playing it for the love of playing it. Yes. Um, and not getting so caught up, which is so hard to do. It's so much easier said than done, but not getting so caught up in like the nitty gritty details and, oh, I need to contact this coach and do this and then be here because this coach is going to be there and watch me and then I need to do this and this. Um, getting like bogged down in all of those details can sometimes take – it's exciting, but um, – all of the logistics can kind of take the fun away from it sometimes. So I would say just making sure to find ways to still make it enjoyable and remember why you're doing it mm -hmm. would be my biggest takeaway. But there's, yeah, we'll get into a lot yeah, of the ins and outs of it. But yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I just remember the, the recruiting process. It is exciting. It is stressful at the same time. I think the, one of the biggest piece of advice I'd give to anyone is you, as you, if you want to play, Number one, make sure you truly love the sport because when you're a college athlete, yeah. you are extremely busy. And so you want to do it for the love of the sport, not for any other reason. Uh, but number two, it's just to be very proactive in you're responsible for selling you. It's yeah. not your parents' job. Yeah. It's not your swing coach job. It's 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 you, you. Like you need to build your own resume and send it to coaches and kind of keep them informed about all the steps that you're going through and what tournaments you're going to. Um, because the coaches want to hear from you and get to know you throughout the process. Yeah. And I think that's a huge, like maturing step too. Like I know when I was going through it, it was like, that was a whole lot more added to my plate of things that I had to think about and get done. And okay, on this night I'm working on emails and on this night, like I need to schedule this call with this coach. And it's just a lot, it's kind of just taking a step up from like, Oh, I'm just 
a kid in high school playing my sports going to school to like oh there's actually things that I have to keep track of now and be on top of um so I think it, it comes with like a great responsibility factor too which is really beneficial because we you jump into college and if you're planning on being a student athlete that's coming at you from all directions yeah. so it's a nice intro into that but yeah I do want to add to you guys said that you got to love the sport um which is very important because I knew a guy that was in my class when I graduated he was going d1 golf he's gonna play for Kearney for a year okay. um and then he finally you know signs up it's about you know only I think a month out before school really starts uh, and they canceled the golf program and oh. he, he got a bad call from the coach and he was like well I don't know what to do now I set up this entire summer uh to play golf at UNK mm. so he had to go another route played golf for I think a year at uh Norfolk community okay. college mm -hmm. and then through that he was still able to find his way to d1 roster and he's playing really well now at sdsu oh, awesome. so wow, like good. you said you need to love the sport because you don't know what crazy turns it's gonna take What's gonna happen yeah and he ended up at a community college even though he knew it was better that first year the coach is like hey i can set you up over here so yeah i like what you guys said like you gotta love the sport because you just don't know when the rug's gonna get pulled out from underneath you yeah i think love the sport and um i i know that was something I paid attention to on my visits is what the team dynamic was like, mm -hmm. because that is one guarantee that typically, you know, the girls that you see or guys or whatever that you see at the team. I mean, that those are the people that you're going to spend time with, especially the yeah. ones one or two years older than you. It's like you you're guaranteed these people. So, you know, you want to make sure that that you seem to mesh with them and, you know, all yeah. of that because you, you will spend every day with them yeah <laughs> i think you can tell a lot also like i know on a lot of when we have recruits come and visit now and then also when i was visiting places they usually have you like have dinners with the team or just have a time when you can kind of meet the whole team and just be around them and i think that's a super important part to kind of just see how they interact too and then if there's coaches around how they interact with the coaches because i feel like you can tell a lot about a program just in like very um not formal settings mm -hmm. you know like you can kind of just tell how they interact with each other what's most important and like what their priorities are even just like off the course um so I feel like that's also something to look for and that's kind of something that I remember watching out for is just like oh I, I really like how they interact with each other or like how they're like a family how they have fun with each other stuff like that I think is also really important to look for yeah I remember when I took my visit here I noticed that the whole team ate they said that they ate every meal together and I was like oh wow that's that's cool like yeah. you can tell that they are like a family and yeah. they care about each other because yep. you know and that's like a super informal thing and I feel like you know there's like all these meetings lined up for you when you go on visits and stuff like that and a lot of them kind of I, I mean in my experience a lot of them kind of sounded the same like no matter where you're visiting I feel like a lot of people okay, we're meeting with the advisor at this point and then this person at this point, and a lot of them kind of sound very similar. So I feel like the differences, at least in my experience, were very much in team, dy team dynamic, how everybody interacted, how they interacted with the coaches, and just like off the record stuff almost. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where it really counts. Yeah, what do you think about like when people should decide to go play college sports, you know, when when they should start emailing when they should specialize just in that sport if ever what what are your opinions on that yeah um well rules have also changed with that mm -hmm. i believe since we've done it since yeah. we've done it um i feel like everything's kind of gravitating towards later which i don't think is necessarily a bad thing 
Um, I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with like getting your name out there when you're younger, if that's, if that's your goal and if that is what you want to pursue and you know that and you're set in that. Um, but then it's just kind of like, you're trying to build that relationship, but kind of through the computer and through emails and like very one-sided until I I believe it's your junior year and the coach is able to email you back. So I guess the earlier you start it, the longer you have to wait and the the longer you kind of just have to put in that one-sided effort. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it if that's what you know that you want to do. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. What about you? Yeah, I would say the same. I mean, I kind of decided, I'm trying to remember, I think it was after my freshman year of high school that I, I knew at that point, after that fall season, that I wanted to try to play golf in college. And so I think that's when I kind of sat down with my parents and we made a mega list of schools yep. and <laughs> figured out if they all had the major I was looking for and then yep. sent the email to all the coaches. Um, but then, yeah, then it becomes your responsibility to kind of keep track of. And Yeah. 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 I was going to ask about what, what that process looked like for you. You started, like you said, with just a big list of all the schools. Mm-hmm. Did you look golf first or did you look for your major first or how did you, I looked, what did that process? I looked for my major first. I wanted okay. to make sure they all had what I wanted to study. So yeah. there were a couple schools I looked at that didn't have that and then um, made sure that they all had golf teams and then sent the email. That's yep. impressive you knew freshman year already in high school that you knew what your major was? Well, I, I knew business or engineering. Okay. But that's pretty broad. That, that, yeah. the, <laughs> looking through that didn't really narrow it down that's too true. much. That's Most true. schools have business or engineering. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about – but you, you had it – you got – you were a little earlier than me. You were before yeah, freshman I year. Yeah, I had an interesting sort of process. I was. So I initially decided Nebraska after my eighth grade year, so very, very young. Um, at that point, I really had not began any sort of recruiting process like anywhere else. I really hadn't done like the whole looking elsewhere thing. Um, and then in between that time, we had coaching changes here. Um I uh, th- I was also injured for a year or two in there, so, like, not playing golf at all. So, a lot of things changed within, like, a few years. And so then at the end of – I don't even – gosh, I don't even remember. It might have been at the end of my junior year, in the middle of my junior year. It was kind of just having to be reopened up, like, new coaches. Mm-hmm. So then nothing's on the table anymore. It's kind of just, like, I have to represent myself to them. Um, and at that point, I didn't know if anything would be here or not, so I kind of opened it back up to just what I would call like a general recruiting process that most people probably had. Um, So I kind of did that, but then it was just a little bit later, which Mm -hmm. I guess now is kind of normal timing. But yeah, I, and when I did that, I kind of did it in the normal way of like, I knew I wanted to stay Midwest. Um, I didn't necessarily have to stay in Nebraska, but I knew like Midwest and not super far from home. So I kind of based it on that made a list of schools. I wanted to go to a big school. Um, I went to a really small high school, so I was kind of just like, I I think I'd like to go to a bigger college. Kind of made a list based on that. Started looking at their teams, and, like, I would get on the websites and look at their rosters and look up information about the coaches. Just kind of trying to do, like, as much research as I could, Um, which I would also say is very helpful if you're getting into all that. Like, be very well researched on the place that you're interested in or showing interest in and it'll go a long way um and then also I knew I wanted to be pre-med so I kind of just started looking up different things with that different majors they had um 
yeah kind of just the whole thing and also like the size of the city and just different things that I like my faith community and if they had a church that you know just different things mm-hmm. like that and stuff that I knew that I, and I had my older sister's help on that too which was great they were like okay well you'll be wanting to look for this thing and this <laughs> thing so that was very helpful um but yeah I I would throw in another piece of advice and that is as you're starting to email coaches and talk with them and then when you get to the point of being able to talk on the phone with them um definitely know know who you're talking to and know the information and the the history behind that like know the program that you're interested Mm -hmm. in be very well educated in their team and like their recent seasons and if they've had success like I think that goes a really long way when you're talking to a coach if you can be like hey I saw last fall you guys did really well at this tournament or you won this tournament like what do you think brought you that success or like just being able to carry on conversations like that where you can pull up different things from their history not in like a fake way of like just having bullet points of like I these did my are all research. the things I'm going to yeah. talk about but just a very genuine way of like I'm really interested in your school and I'm gonna present that to you because you are at the end of the day trying to sell yourself so that would be my one of my tips yeah I also want to ask because um, we kind of talked about those summer tournaments and they do play a role it might not be everything but when you're going to those summer tournaments when you're kind of beginning that recruiting process are you telling coaches hey i'm gonna be at this meet this meet this meet or are you just trying to get into elite tournaments where you know there's going to be coaches there Mm. for me it was kind of a combination of both okay um but i did make sure every time um you know and my list narrowed as time went on because different spots got filled or i talked to other schools or whatever but i would make sure that i notified the coaches I was really interested in that these are all the tournaments that I'm going to be playing in. Okay, so you do want to reach out. Yeah, and that way I could tell the coach here, like, hey, I qualified for this tournament. I'm going to be down in Florida competing. And that way she knew and could come out and watch me. Mm-hmm. Um, just, so, just so they had an idea, and that way they didn't have to, like, look for it. I just tried to make it as easy for them as possible. Yeah, and I would kind of do the same thing. Once I had – at some point in the spring, once I had like my summer schedule laid out mm-hmm. in like a Word document or whatever, I would usually send that to them and say, hey, these are the places I'm planning on being at this summer. It'd be great to see you here at a few of them or whatever. Um, and then as they would get closer, if I was at any bigger ones, I would kind of just send that to them a few weeks before. But I think a mix, yeah, because you know what? Some of those bigger tournaments, um, which in some case you don't know if you're going to be able to make because you have to go through a qualifier. Right. So in that case, it's like, okay, if I do qualify and I'm there, there will be coaches there. Mm-hmm. But I would say, I guess, I don't know, we should ask our coaches this, but I feel like a lot of them go to those bigger tournaments kind of with people in mind. They do. That mm-hmm. they kind of have their sights set on. Um, there's just so many girls at that tournament and everybody yeah. looks alike. <laughs> Everybody's playing really good golf there. So I feel like... If they go into it with no heads up, that's not as great as if you're kind of already talking to them ahead of time. I don't, I don't know. I haven't been at those tournaments in a few years, so they may have changed. But Yeah. The other piece of advice that I was just thinking about, too, is I think as much doing as much as you can to replicate college golf is very helpful for coaches to see. So I know... Um, like trying to play a couple 36 hole tournaments to show number one, to get experience playing 36 holes and being out on the golf course for 12 consecutive hours. And it also shows coaches that you're committed to playing college golf and you can complete 36 holes. Um, And also just trying to play 
and and I I didn't I think appreciate this when I was a recruit, but understanding that like the the college courses we play are a lot harder than the high school yep. coach or the high school courses. Um, so it's it's really important that you try to go play tough courses or mm-hmm. even at your home course go play from longer tees. Just just make yourself better because the courses you play in college are definitely a lot more difficult than ones that sometimes you know yeah girls play at. Yeah, even in the summer, mm-hmm. I would say like the courses we play in college are just I think every freshman goes through that when we get to college it's like oh wow like this is difficult Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's not one shot out here that I don't have to really think about yeah you know yeah that's a good point yeah yeah and then I also wanted to ask um through your guys' recruiting process do you ever have a tournament that you knew you had some coaches there that you wanted to um impress if that's the right word where you just played horrible where you didn't you didn't mm. perform the way you wanted to, and if so, how did you rebound from that and continue that recruiting process? I did have one. I had a I had a rough day at the USGA qualifier. Um, I had two or three coaches that drove down to Nebraska to come watch me, and I did not play well at all. Uh, but they were I had never would have thought this, but they actually came up to me after the round and said, "I'm actually glad we saw a bad day from you because." We know that you can play well. Otherwise, we mm-hmm. wouldn't be watching you. And we see your scores online and your resume. Mm-hmm. So we actually like watching people when they're playing poor to make sure that you are have a good attitude. You're yeah. not rude to your caddy. You're not throwing a fit. Yeah. That you're still respectful and keep your head in it without mm-hmm. giving up. And I had, ne- yeah. I never would have expected that when they approached me after the round. Yeah. I, I was going to touch on that as well. I also remember very vividly one round where <laughs> it just did not go well. And I mean, that's a lot of pressure and that's really scary when you're in that position because it's like, I feel like this is my one chance to like mm-hmm. prove to them right. whatever it is they're looking for. Like, I feel like I need to prove it to them. Um, and I, I had a similar situation where they, they told me they were impressed by my attitude. They're impressed that I held it together and like, that showed really good signs because the same thing's going to happen in college. You're not going to play well every round, but we don't need you out there throwing tantrums. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, I, I think that is a really important point. It's such a, it's difficult because when you're in that situation, trying to almost prove yourself, uh, that's a bad w- word to use, but trying to impress a coach or whatever, um, you feel like if you're, not playing well Mm -hmm. you don't want them to be thinking that this is like how you normally play Mm -hmm. so it's almost (laughs) like there's that temptation to almost like show it a little bit you're like oh I don't normally play this way like (laughs) I I don't know so but it's so important to just stay steady keep a good attitude um try to stay as emotionally consistent as possible and it sounds like from the both of us that's that means more to them than us like playing a bad round you know and it was still worth it for them to come watch so I think I don't think any coach would see that as like a wasted trip if you don't play well and they were there for it Mm -hmm. so it is it is a tricky situation to be in and it's definitely not the most fun but I think it's just part of life (laughs) it is yeah and I mean we have bad rounds in college too I mean it happens it's golf and the coaches are there for them yeah (laughs) they watch us yeah 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 another point I'd touch on too is just making sure your um, reputation and your social media reputation is good. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what else to say on that, but it's that, just, yeah. Just you, a smart thing to do. Pretty yeah. self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. That, that and, stuff's out there and forever. It is. And it's a small world and people talk. I mean, I, I guess I didn't realize how much college coaches talk to yes. each other. 
they, yeah, they're they, all friends. They, everyone knows where every recruit is looking. Yes. So you want to be respectful to every coach and respond to every email and be on it because I, I had no idea as a recruit that, I didn't oh, either. I'm visiting the school. No one knows about this besides my high school friends and family. Oh, no, every every person knows. But actually, knows. the last school that you visited, that coach also knows that you're headed yes. there next week. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're all very close. I mean, which makes sense. They see each other at all these tournaments for years, so they're all friends they all talk um yeah and I imagine a lot of them care about the players too so if they don't got room for them on their roster they're gonna be like hey yeah i saw this person play they're actually really good my roster's already full but yeah if you're looking at second looks maybe check out this person yeah it's funny that you say that because i i did not expect that either but i found that out too i was like oh you guys all talk mm-hmm. <laughs> and the coaches wow. still remember you when you get to college you go see them yes, again at other you tournaments. Go see them yep. at tournaments which is kind of funny but they're all very nice it's like I, I always kind of worried about that too like oh if I tell someone no is it going to be like really awkward or is there going to be like hard feelings but they already know I'm well <laughs> they already know yeah that's true but they also I mean that happens how many times a year yeah they don't get everybody no <laughs> it happens so yeah there's never really any hard feelings or anything like that so. uh, and then real quick from the text line are you guys both 21? Yeah. Okay. This person asked, uh, when you're, when you're, what is your birdie juice of choice on the course when you're not playing for Nebraska? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you have yours? Could just be I water too. I feel like I don't really know. You guys are just all business. I never think like birdie juice. I don't know. No. I feel like usually if we, we're playing, we're just... We did one practicing. practice round where they had coconut water, and we all drank the coconut water, and all five of us birdied the next three holes. And <laughs> I, I had never seen that before, and we're like, okay, I guess coconut water produces birdies. So that's did you bring it. that for the next uh, trip? We did, yeah, but we, it didn't It didn't continue its trend, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we ended the coconut water. Maybe that'll be it. That's our birdie juice. <laughs> uh, and that's yeah. all we got off the text line. Uh, I guess before we wrap it up here, is there any last closing points or... Uh, pieces of advice you want to give to anyone going through this recruiting process um, as you guys said it's a lot it's a lot more on you than you'd realize is there anything you kind of want to leave off with um, I think it's very cliche but just be very true to yourself because if yeah whatever you're presenting in the recruiting process whether or not that's the real you it's going to come out once you're there mm-hmm. and playing for them so I would say just yeah stick very much to who you are and that's kind of the best I got. Yeah. I would add to that and just say make sure that you truly love the game that you're going to do because you're going to it's going to be your lifestyle forever. You're in it for the long haul. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for being here with us tonight. Um, we'll be back on next Wednesday. Uh, but for now, this is Lindsay Teal and Megan Whitaker here on Big Red Birdies at 93.7 The Ticket. Have a great night. <laughs>